0: All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Blue and White Huddle. I am your host, Jeremy Long, and this is my first podcast working on Colts stuff. Huge Colts fan. Been a Colts fan for over 30 years now, uh, originally from Indianapolis. So, you know, I've, I've bled blue for a long, long time as far as I, I went as far as watching Colts games while I was in Iraq and Afghanistan, sitting in USO tents, trying to watch some games to uh, currently I'm out working in Singapore and I'm watching games out here. So absolutely love it. And now hopefully I can at least talk about the Colts because it's one of my favorite things. And maybe you guys enjoy it. I don't know. So let's get right to it uh, today on what is October 23rd. This is a semi-day of mourning, I think, because... We got absolutely hosed by the refs. We'll get that out of the way right now. That was 100% an inside screw job. I don't know. I don't know who called it. I don't know what the idea was. But I'll tell you this: those two penalties at the end of the game. Not to mention there was a questionable penalty on Freeland on a holding earlier in the game. But those penalties were absolutely terrible. Now, did uh, did Baker Jr. play well? Um, at the cornerback spot today, not necessarily, but did he get those two penalties? I don't think so. Uh, I, I really don't. When you when you go back and you look at the defensive holding, um, the defensive holding, it was it, it was the receiver that made contact. I, I I don't see where the ref saw that Baker impeded his path at all. And if you look, the receiver actually stiffed arm his helmet as he was coming out of his break. To me, that if you're going to call anything, that's offensive. Uh, that's offensive pass interference. I prefer, you know, they've been hand fighting. Just let them play it out. It's pretty close. It wasn't too far from the line of scrimmage. Just let them play that out. And it's it's at the end game at a one point game, right? I mean, it wasn't one point at the time, but, you know, we lost by one point. Okay. They knew that that touchdown would take them them, uh, ahead of us. How are you going to call that penalty? And then the offensive or, or the defensive pass interference that was that, that was just absolutely that, that was the icing on the cake really cuz at that point what are you going to do they put the ball on the 1 yard line and they got four tries to bang it in with Kareem Hunt i'm surprised they didn't use him all four tries but the but, but that, that that pass interference that that was absolutely ridiculous ball was not catchable it was damn near in the stands it was it was just it, it shouldn't have been called and the nfl in my mind has to do something about the officiating. Now, they can't go back and take that away and give us wins or anything like that. That's obviously uh, – obviously, we got the L. I mean, it is what it is. Many teams complain every week they get hosed by the refs. And there's there's legitimate calls that have been made throughout the season that look iffy, like super iffy. Uh, these two, though, with the Colts, are some of the more egregious I've ever seen. But, uh, but the NFL has to do something. I don't know if – I don't know if they can call out the refs. I doubt they'll do that because they want to try to keep the integrity of the other refs and, you know, not have the other refs question everything. Maybe they could in the future create uh, an office that can actually review their penalties, not just like the, at the two minute, not at the two minutes like normally where all the reviews come from the booth, but somebody's got to be able to look at these and say, no, no, that, that's a bad call. Pick that up and, you know, keep playing. Um, and I, I get it too. The refs have a really hard job to do. The refs, uh, they're, you know, they're out there on the field. They're seeing things in real live action. We get, the, we get the beauty of watching it in slow-mo replay time after time from every angle. The refs don't always have that. So I, I get that they're out there you know, doing the best that they can sometimes. But I'll tell you, th- these just seemed like uh, like they threw the flags to throw the flags. They, there was, they were egregious. So they should have at least huddled, and one of the other judges – should have come by and said, Hey man, that's not a flag. Let's pick that up. Something. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is to this. Um, everyone else on Twitter uh, seems to think that it's ridiculous. So, you know, I, I've actually, I don't know if I've ever seen the Colts fan base, this angry looking through all the Twitter feed and everything. I mean, it is, it, it's out of control right now. So uh, obviously we'll, we'll learn from, you know, we'll pick it up and move on. Uh, well, the team will, I should say. Um, but and that's what I hope they do. You know, they, they keep fighting and, you know, keep making things look better. And just, you know, we can't leave, as always, we can't leave the game in the hands of the refs anyways. Uh, we'll talk here in a little bit about some of the problems with that and how we, how we got ourselves in that situation. But we, we can't, you know, we, we can't leave the game like that at the same time. We can't have, you know, we, we, we can't have those penalties absolutely screwing us. That's, that, that was absolutely crazy. But anyways, all right. With that being said, the rest of the game, how was it? Well, I actually thought it was super exciting. I, I, I enjoyed watching that game. Like the the Jacksonville one last week, that one made me want to throw up a little bit as we started to get blown out. Uh, I, I did not enjoy watching that game. And I enjoy watching most every Colts game. You know, I like watching the individual players, seeing what they're doing, how they're working. Uh, this one was fun to watch. Even with Gardner's four turnovers, which absolutely were, you know, daggers. Um, they it, it it was a fun game to watch. It would have been a lot better had we won. That would have that would have made the whole thing better. But uh, there are some positives I think we can take out of this, right? So Minshew did throw for three hundred five. Uh, he had two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns, so that's a plus. Uh, but he did have those four turnovers. Those you know you you can't have three. You can't have three strip sacks and fumbles. You just can't do that and expect it and you know, have the other team recover and expect to win a ball game. You really can't. Um, the you know, an interception here or there, obviously you can handle because you are trying to push the ball downfield. But not even getting out of the pocket, man. You, you can't do that. And you've got to realize that uh, you've got to realize that you've got Miles Garrett coming off of one of the edges working on Raymond, who while he's a great left tackle so far, looks like you know Chris Ballard knocked it out of the park with that pick. Uh, working against Raymond, who you know is still new, um, or working against Freeland, who is a rookie. So, you've got to know he's coming and he's just wrecking house. So, we can't toss, we, we can't give those up. We, we really can't. But, 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 I do say Minchu did not have the worst game, obviously. He ran two in, that was great. I like the little shimmy that he gave at the end. Uh, his second touchdown run, it was like a fake pitch inside. And then, uh, and then he gave a quick little juke to the, uh, to, to the corner, I think, that was, uh, that was there that could have stopped him. Um, that was a great run. Uh, the strike to Downs, that was a fantastic ball. Um, he saw it. You know, he, he, he had the wherewithal to recognize that, hey, we, we got a free play. He managed to hit Downs on that strike. Uh, and Downs was quick. We saw that. Um, and then the same thing with Pittman. Hit Pittman. And Pittman is kind of one of those guys that I feel like he can break something open on any play. Uh, he gets the ball in his hands, and you know like that touchdown seventy five yards he uh, you know he bounced off a dude like a pinball machine and just took it to the house uh absolutely hate hate that they gave him the taunting call for that i mean Tiger Hill does that with the peace sign uh that's that that's absolutely wild you you can you can get a taunting call for that, but yet when you get a sack, you can get up and do your entire dance and everything, basically right over the quarterback that you just sacked. Like you, that's a, that, but that's okay. So I, I don't understand how he gets that taunting call. You know what, good for him. Um, uh, let him have it. That was a great run, or a great catch and run. So, hey, you, you know what? It didn't hurt anything. We still made the extra point. Uh, let him have that. Uh, Downs and Pitt and Pierce all, I, I think, had great games. Uh, Pierce came down with a really great high point uh, catch, that, uh, that you know, is I, I think what Chris Ballard drafted him to do was to be able to, you know, get those jump balls, go up, get the contested balls. Um, and we'd love to see more of that out of him. He's caught a couple in the last couple weeks. Um, he had a really nice one handed catch last week um, that was semi thrown behind him. And he managed to reel in with one hand. And I, I think he's kind of been coming on a little bit. It's terrible that he got that shoulder injury but looks like he's it looks like he's feeling better from it because he didn't do too bad today getting 53 yards. Pitt had 83 yards and a touchdown obviously, but <laughs> 75 of those yards came from one uh, came from one catch and run and then uh, and Downs, man, Downs just that guy's looking like a dog. Five catches, 125 yards, rookie with a touchdown the the dude's fast he seems to understand how to get open in space he seems to have a really good rapport with Gardner Minshew it looks like they're both on the same page and I don't know if I've seen downs really drop anything that's been catchable yet um you know I I look at it I I know that I, I don't know what the official stat line says when they talk about drops but you know if it hits a receiver in the hands you know you expect the receiver to catch the ball that's what they get paid to do um uh, I don't think I've seen any of those from Downs yet. So, you know, he's he's looking like a trustworthy guy. I'm super excited to get AR back next year. You know, it, it's terrible that out of the gate, you know, we only get a few games with him, uh, but we saw the potential there. But him with Downs, I, you know, with a full season, I think is going to be pretty wild. And, you know, Downs looks like he's going to be one of our next stars. I mean, uh, I, I think we've got a pretty solid core right now when we look at the backfield and receivers with – Downs, Pitt, Taylor, and Moss. Um obviously we need another receiver in there. If Alec Pierce keeps coming on, that'd be great. You know, if he shows up and he's that and he's that guy uh to fill that role for the, you know, for, for the kind of those high point uh contested ball catches. That'd be awesome if he fills that role. You know, he hasn't shown enough just yet to be the, to say that yes, he definitely is the guy, but it looks like he's coming on, so it'd be great if he continues that. But it looks like we've got a pretty good you know backfield and receiver set. To at least play with you know to to at least play and run with teams. I mean we put up 38 points today on what was the NFL's number one defense. Uh, I think they were only aver- or I think the Browns were only averaging 200 yards a game al- or allowing and you know we threw for 305 and I think we rushed for another uh, 160 or something like that. So I mean you figure we're putting up 460 yards of offense on the NFL's number one defense. I, we're doing something right. Uh, it wasn't all bad, but those those Gardner Minshew turnovers killed us um we we had a couple picks man on the d that that those you know okay so let's talk about the d now right so we've talked about the offense well but before we go to d let me mention one more thing there was a sequence towards the end of the game where we were coming out of our own end zone and we basically ran the ball four times right into the middle of the line using zach moss I, now Zach Moss is a quality back. He has done well for us. He has shown that he belongs in the NFL, and he he belongs. He, he deserves some reps. But at that moment, JT had the hot hand. He was just he was he was able to cut something up here and there. He was you know he was averaging four point two a carry, I think. <clears throat> so why did we give all three of those carries up the gut to Zach Moss? I, I would have liked to see those go to Taylor uh, and see because I, I just feel like with the with the ball in Taylor's hands, there's just always that chance that you're going to rip off an eight yarder, you're going to rip off a 12 yarder, even a six yarder is fine, but that helps the cause. And I, I don't know why we went three straight to Zach Moss. That was really weird, especially when they, when they always talk about, okay, how do you divvy up the, how do you divvy up the running back touches? Well, those running back touches, you know, I've heard the coaches say many times, well, we, we play the hot hand and, you know, whoever's got the hot hand. Well, that, that was JT. JT was, uh, you know, he was getting it done for us. Zach Moss wasn't doing terrible, but I would have liked to see JT get those touches. So I think we will in the future. I, I, I think we'll see more JT getting featured. I mean, JT had 18 touches today. Same as Moss, he had 18 touches. Uh, Taylor did have more receptions though, which was nice to see. He had four receptions coming out of the backfield. So that's uh, that's a good sign. You know, had that, he had that one catch, I think it was a slant route that went for a solid chunk of yards. It's good to see, you know, The ball getting to him in space and getting, uh, you you know, him ripping off some yards like we want to see. We want to see the old Jonathan Taylor. So I I think we're getting back to that. I really do like it. Um, I I like what our offense is showing us, minus those turnovers again. But I do like what the offense is showing us. I think the coach, I I, I think Shane Steichen, you know, uh, has something in the locker room and the team has bought into it. Uh, I think he, I think he actually game plans pretty well. I've heard some, you know, I've seen some rough takes on uh, about Shane Steichen and his play calling. I I don't think his play calling has been that bad when you look at, you know, what the defenses we've been playing um, are giving us. And I think that's what he's trying to do is simplify the, simplify the playbook a little bit for Gardner Minshew and Hey, take what they give us, right. Which is a lot of underneath. And when you find those open seams like he did with downs and he did with Pitt, you know, you take those, but but we're taking what he gives us uh, or, or what they give us. And I think that's, I really do think that's how he's calling the game. So uh, you know, so I, 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 think, I think the play calling has been fine. I, I, I haven't had too many issues on the offensive side of the house with the play calling. Uh, I can, I, I could do without the wildcat with JT. <laughs> I mean, it, kind of a gimmicky play, you know, you put, uh, put Gardner out wide and you got, you got Taylor in the backfield. Uh, there's, the only thing that I don't like about that play, uh, the biggest thing I don't like about that play is that what is Taylor going to do? Taylor's not going to throw it and he's never shown that he's going to throw it. You know, it'd be different if you know, like Derrick Henry, I think the, I think he has like four or five touchdowns or something throwing him. He's at least shown that, Hey, if I, if I take a direct snap or something, I can throw the ball. I, I don't think Taylor's ever shown that. So as soon as Taylor touches the ball, you know, he's running with it. So I, I, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of that play. Um, but who knows i, I would have I, I think i would have maybe liked to see they had they had Josh Downs in motion a lot today a lot and uh, he was running all over all over the field pre-snap i i, I was waiting to see some either reverses with him or um, when he comes across maybe a direct snap to him or something like that i, I was waiting to kind of see some things like that which we didn't see but uh but that would have been interesting to see uh, you know an- another interesting piece on the o the the tight ends really didn't get, they didn't get involved at all today. I think we had Mo Cox out there. I think we had Ogletree and uh, Mallory. And uh, Mo Cox had one catch that was a tackle for loss. And I think that was the only tight end catch for the game. I know Granson was out today. So he's the, you know, he's been the usual target. Uh, And I think Granson has been playing well. I, I really, I really do like him. I think he's starting to come on a little bit and kind of find his way in this offense. But, uh, but we didn't target tight ends today I don't know if they were trying to use them to keep them in and block um, I didn't really notice uh, you know being in Singapore <laughs> being in Singapore the NFL uh, won't let me watch the all 22 footage even with uh, e- even with a VPN so I-, I can't go back and re-watch that right now but I-, I-, I would be intrigued to see what those guys were doing because they, they just weren't targeted um, and it- that- that's really interesting because that's normally been a big part of our game so I would suspect that we you know, that comes back in the Saints game. Uh, you know, getting the tight ends back involved and especially if Granson comes back. So I, I, I think we, you know, I add that in, that adds that extra dimension for us. So But I think on O, I mean that's you know, we scored thirty eight points. We should have won that freaking game. It's not that's not rocket science. Thirty eight points is enough to win a game in the NFL. I don't know why. Well, I, I know why we got hosed, but you know it, it's a terrible feeling inside. So, All right, so let's talk about D real quick, right? Let's move on to the defense. First up with the defense, I'm going to talk about Gus Bradley. I, I, I'm, I'm torn on Gus Bradley because I absolutely hate the soft zone that he runs where it seems like our cornerbacks give every receiver at least a 10-yard cushion. Um, and we get burnt for these inside routes and then, you know, double moves are smoking our dudes and we're getting burnt on the outside with some of these routes. Um, I hate the soft zone. Uh, absolutely hate it. I wish, you know, I, 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 I would like to see more man and maybe they are playing some and I'm just not noticing it. Um, I I would like to see some more man, but I, I obviously, or obviously, I honestly do think that Gus Bradley is also trying to play to the strength of the defense. Well, the, the capability of the defense, I should say, which is we have some rookie corners out there. Okay. And those rookie corners, you know, I, I think putting them in zone, uh, I think gives them a little bit more leeway, um, as far as, uh, you know, not getting burnt off the rip from, you know, uh, f- from a move off the line, if they're playing man, or they're trying to jam up at the line. Um, I, I I think giving them that cushion kind of lets them play a little bit, uh, let, lets the rookies play maybe a little bit faster, maybe not make them process just as much, but 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 they'll get they they get confused in the zone. I mean, we saw with uh, we, we saw with Jacksonville, I think it was there was at the end touchdown for a catch, I believe it was last week that you know it was busted zone. Oh no, it was the it was the tight end. Sorry, Com- completely completely busted zone. There was just nobody on him. Everybody's looking at each other like who's supposed to cover him. So I don't know what's going on with Gus, but that uh, that, that soft zone thing, man, I, I despise seeing it. And maybe there's a reason for it. You know, Ben, don't break, who knows? But I, I hate it. I, I wish we would blitz more. <laughs> Moving to talking about the linebackers. Um, Kenny Moore, I think, did a great job today. Um, Kenny Moore was in there for, I think, seven tackles. Um, had some tackles for loss. I think he had a sack and a half. Uh, Should have had an interception. That interception that was dropped, that was questionable as well, whether or not the refs could have gave him to that. Uh, or could have gave him that one. Um, But Kenny Moore, I think played a great game. Juju Brents was playing great until, you know, until he, uh, until he got hurt. So that is what it is. I I think Blackman played fine. Um, uh, No issues. I I didn't see too many issues with Blackman. I mean, he had interception. That's always great. Uh, And I think Rodney Thomas played pretty well too. So you know our, our our secondary, I don't think was horrible, and I, I know it looked bad with uh, with Baker Jr. getting burnt there at the end and those two penalties, and you know he he technically had the guy that was that, that ended up catching the uh, catching the long pass from Walker that set him up for those two penalties on that last drive, but uh, I mean I, I I'm not going to put the whole game on on Baker Jr. So um, there was a lot more things going on there. Uh, linebackers looked good. Uh, Zaire Franklin looked good, as always. I think he had 11 tackles. Uh, then uh, Shaq, I'm, I'm, I'm torn on Shaq, man. I really want Shaq Leonard to come back and be the linebacker that he was. I want to see him succeed. I really do. I have no ill will towards Shaq, nor would he care if I had ill will towards him. I, I, I never want to see players fail, but I just feel like he's not the same linebacker. It's not that... It, it, I get that he's coming back from injury, but he just doesn't seem like the same linebacker. He seems, he seems like he's taking longer to process things. And I don't know if maybe because, you know, fear of injury, he's not wanting to, you know, move into the hole just as quick. He did have a couple tackles for loss and involved in some tackles. So uh, I'll give him props for those things. But there was, you know, that first long run that, or that first long run that the Browns ripped off for a touchdown beginning of the game, uh, when you looked at it on the replay, Uh, Shaq was there and I I don't know if he just didn't dive for maybe he couldn't see behind some other players that you know that that the running back was moving towards him Um, but Shaq was there and he was one of the two kind of last defense Colts right there that could have got him and didn't so it's I I, I don't know I I hope Shaq keeps doing better I, I hope he gets better I hope he returns to his previous form because there's nothing better than watching old Shaquille Leonard get takeaway after takeaway after takeaway and punching footballs out there's nothing better than that. So I really do hope he returns to form. Uh, I don't think we have a better option. It's not like you could bench him and say, okay, we'll play somebody else. I mean, I, I think he's still a, a decent linebacker, just I, he's definitely not that same form. So uh, I really do hope he gets better moving moving throughout the season. And maybe, you know, may, maybe it's just him getting confidence back that, oh yeah, I can play and I can bang and I can hit hard. And then, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, can he play fast and hit the hole? And th- that's what we're looking for. So Uh, that's what Zaire Franklin's doing I mean he's meeting Derrick Henry in the hole and just stuffing dudes I mean the Zaire Franklin's a dog man him and EJ Speed have been all over the field Uh, I love Zaire's energy out there hyping up EJ if you listen to the Trenches podcast with them they talk about some of the some of the ways they're hyping each other up on the field it's absolutely glorious Um, you know they, they seem like they're actually good friends and Uh, the the defense seems to like each other I love it you know the the linebacking core seems like a good crew of dudes and they've like I said they've been flying all over the field so I didn't see too many issues with the linebackers today I wish Gus Bradley would blitz guys more often it seems like we have a lot of success when we blitz Um, and you know I am not a professional football coach so maybe just maybe we don't blitz a lot because you know we we don't want to show our hand and when we do blitz, we, you know, we, we get success, and you only do you only want to show that a couple times a game. I, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's the reasoning there, but it looks like we get success when we blitz. It'd be nice to throw some more dudes at, you know, at at the opposing team's offense every now and then. But uh, anyway, and then and then we get down to the D line. So the D line, the D line was an interesting one today. Uh, I think it's I think his name's Jeremy Bryan. I feel bad. I can't remember his name. He. He's not the answer for Grove. <laughs> um, poor Grove got his six-game suspension. You know, so we missed Grove obviously as a run stuffer in the middle. Uh, you know, Defoe is going to be Defoe. So I mean, Buckner he's going to create havoc, and he did. Uh, he should have had that 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 fumble end a game that iced it. Um, that sack fumble that should have been that 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 should have been a thing, and we got robbed of that. But so Defoe did wreck some house a little bit, and you know that that, that was good to see. But we needed big Grove in there really, you know, helping plug up that middle and stop that run, um, which we just, we just didn't seem to get that push from some of those guys. Dio looks good. Dio looks really good um, coming off the line. So I think that was another hit. Cause if I remember right, when we picked Dio, he had like a torn ACL or something. Uh, maybe it was a shoulder, but it was like a year long injury. Like we picked him and he wasn't going to play for a year. Um, and I, I remember people kind of, you know, I I think he was a fourth round pick, maybe fifth round, but I I remember people, you know, calling for Ballard's saying Ballard sucks and all that stuff because we picked a guy that's not going to play, but he's looking like he was a good pick, man. He's coming on. I really like what Dio has been able to do. He always seems to be in there on a play somewhere. It's, it's pretty cool. He, uh, he has, he, he, he seems to have great, you know, awareness and vision getting in that backfield and busting up plays and, um, same, same thing with Evercom. evercom has been great. Evercom played well this, uh, this game, I think, um, we only heard it. Did he play today? I don't know. Actually, you know, now I think about it, I'm sitting here, y- you guys got to realize that I watch these games in Singapore at one in the morning from one in the morning to four thirty in the morning. And then I got to go to work at seven. Uh, so, uh, so sometimes I don't remember. I probably should have taken notes. I don't remember if, uh, EBCOM played actually now I think about it because, um, I don't remember his name getting called a lot maybe. Anyways, anyways, back to where we were. So, but I I don't think the D was the reason we lost the game. I mean, yeah, they gave up 39 points, but our offense gave it back to them four times. Not to mention the the turnovers that our defense did have, uh we didn't we we didn't do much with it. You know, we uh we we didn't get any points off of those takeovers, or you know, th- those takeaways. That that's kind of one of those things that we have to do. If we're going to get that takeaway, we got to get some points out of it, whether it be a field goal, whether it be a touchdown, because if you don't score those, those are just useless opportunities. You know, I mean, we're just doing nothing but eating up chewing up clock. So being able to get points off of those turnovers, I think is a, would have been, a, you know, a big, a, a big piece for the game. I, that would have, <laughs> that obviously would have helped us any more points, anything more than one, one more point would have helped us. I mean, man, even if, even if on that, on that defensive touchdown that the Browns had when Gardner Minshew was strip sacked by Miles Garrett and, uh, and they, and the Browns, you know, fell on the ball in the end zone. Had we fallen on the ball, that would have been a safety, but that only would have been two points and not, you know, seven points put on the board. That would have made a huge difference in the game. So not saying that would have changed it because things always happen and you can't go back and change one play and then say that everything else would have, you know, remained the same, but, you know, that, that would have been a huge, you know, that would have been a huge difference. So, uh, so points off those turnovers, you know, we, we gotta, we, we gotta get those. And I know our guys, I obviously know our guys know that, you know, I'm just preaching to the choir. I'm just talking about the things that I saw and things that I heard or, you know, th- things that I kind of noticed as we were playing. So the, uh, we, we've talked the penalties to death. Um, you know, we, we've talked to coaches or I, I've talked to coaches. So, I I I do think Steichen's the future. I think he's going to be here for a while. Um, I don't know. I've seen guys on Twitter saying he ain't it. He He's calling, you know, bad plays. He's not calling great game plans. He's got bad time management. Um, yeah, maybe some of that. It, you know, maybe a little bit, he's a little bit aggressive. He likes to call some fourth down plays. I actually like those. I'm not going to lie. Um, if the choice is a 58-yard field goal or a fourth down play, I'll, I'll take the fourth down play. Uh, I'll, I'll take that. Um, I mean, our kicker, Matt Gay, I mean, he's going to hit. You know he's he's going to hit those long ones too. So I mean that's an awesome choice. But I, I'm not upset with those fourth down calls um, and being aggressive. Um, I I think that shows something. So I I don't think I want to call for his head for any of that stuff. Um, Some of uh, like, like some of the decisions though, like you know I don't even know if it's Coach Steichen's decision. I'm not sure who makes those decisions in the heat of the moment uh, for substitutions. But like running Zach Moss those like I talked about earlier, running three times right at the middle from our own end zone, like i don't understand that call why not jt so i you know some of that stuff i'm sure he'll get cleaned up but he's a rookie head coach and he's shown that you know the plays that he's that he's put in are working um you know the guys understand it and i mean you got josh downs getting touchdowns you got Pittman getting touchdowns so uh, something's working there and uh and he seems to have the locker room and the you know he's got some charisma to him i i i like it he's you know, he seems like a good dude, and that's one of the highest compliments I can give a guy, so uh, he seems like a good dude, and hey, I'm I'm going to keep rolling with it, I mean, it's night and day difference from Frank Reich, so if anyone's like, oh, we need, you know, no, I don't think anyone's going to say we need Frank Reich back, and I I like Frank Reich, I, th- I thought he was a nice individual, but man, that guy's play calling was stale, so... I, I I like Steichen. Gus Bradley, I don't know yet. I'm I'm on the fence, man. The defense seems to play for him, which is great. Um, but man, that soft zone is terrible. So, but we already talked about that. Um, so moving moving on. So I listened to some of the players after the game. Man, they sounded dejected. I don't know if you guys were able to check out any of the YouTube videos that the Colts were putting out. But you know, Minshew's presser. I, so Minshew's presser, uh, I thought was fine. You know, he took all the responsibility. He didn't you know? He, he didn't say much. I. For the presser that I wanted to see, though, Shane Steichen, I wanted to see him take the—I know they're not going to do it, but I wanted to see him take the fine and just rip the refs. God, that would have been cathartic. It would have felt good to hear him just absolutely crush the refs and talk about how bad they were and take the fine. You know, I bet the city of Indianapolis would would come together and pool money—I'd donate to it—to pay his fine— For him to say something like that. Now he's a good dude, so he's not going to say those things uh, in public like that. But man, I would have loved to see him say that. But Gardner, yeah, good press conference. He said the things he needed to say. You know, he's going to work on him, and you know, he's going to figure out how to hold on to the football um, with drills and stuff. And you know, it's I don't know, you guys. I don't know if you guys remember the old movie, The Program. You had to carry that football around with you all the time, and everybody tried to knock it out of your hands. Maybe that's what he needs. I don't know, but he he's got to hold on to that thing. So, Uh, but the other guys in the locker room just you know they're going to move on and they sound a little dejected but hey is what it is i mean it's a loss man and it's a tough loss to lose that way so uh I, I i don't know i feel bad for them but well so so talking so talking outside of the game today we i've seen a lot of talk about trades as we come up on the trade deadline and i'm try i i see Colts fans calling for trades on on twitter and hey what do you think about trading for this guy and, and on the bleacher report or on the bleacher report app you know in the community section there's tons of guys hey what do you think about you know getting this uh wide receiver for a fifth or this you know th- let's trade Pitt for this i saw somebody say that Pitt needs to be on the trade block no Pitt does not need to be on the trade block Pitt is a foundational piece right now of our offense Pitt needs to stay we need to pay Pitt. Uh, You know his comments that he made uh, earlier this year about, hey, I took note of what JT did. You know JT went out and got his money. I I don't think that means I I don't think that means what people think it does with you know Pitt's going to hold out or something like that. This is he's in his contract year. You know he's going to get paid at the end of this year and he's playing. He ain't made a fuss. He is playing. He's playing ball and he's going out and saying, hey, look, I can be your number one receiver. Please pay me as such. Which is I think what everybody basically asked JT to do. But that's a different story. But 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 Pitt is a foundational piece. He's got to stay. We have to pay him. Um, Zach Moss, I think we have to keep. I don't think we trade Zach Moss because I think we need that one two punch in the backfield, and that is you know being able to spell Taylor with Zach Moss is a great option. So I don't think we trade. I, I don't think we trade Zach Moss. I don't think we make any trades at the deadline. I don't think bringing a wide receiver in um, is gonna, is, is gonna help us. I, I, I don't know where that wide receiver is going to help. Um, people say, well, you know, Pierce doesn't know how to get open. Uh, I mean, the balls he's been thrown, he seems to be catching. So, um, like like I said, you you throw Jerry Judy in there, is he going to, you know, do something different? He's going to take the top off the defense all of a sudden. I mean, that's what Josh Downs is there for. Josh Downs is that, you know, T.Y. Hilton type dude that can you know that that can run fast and take the top off a of dec- uh, off a of defense. Um, you know pits there to uh, to get those you know contested catches and you know coming across the field and taking those hits. Uh, you know Alec Pierce is supposed to be the guy that's making those contested you know the, those uh, contested catches and you know high pointing balls and kind of doing what he did today. So I don't know. I don't even know if Jerry Judy would be an upgrade. Not to mention that the guys the the, the guys. Social media, man, listen to him talk. I listened to a, I I listened to an interview with him and he did nothing but badmouth the offense and dudes ain't doing their jobs. And even if that's the case, man, on a team, I I don't want to hear guys saying that, um, that I don't know why coming to Indianapolis, which is a smaller market than Denver. I don't know why that would help him. Um, you know, he's going to, I think even if we did trade for him, I think he's owed $12 million next year. If we picked up his fifth year contract. Um, and if we want to try to sign him long-term, um, you know, he's going to be asking number one wide receiver money when he ain't proven that this year yet. Um, I think Pitt would definitely be deserved to be paid over him. So, um, you know, so I, I don't like the idea of trading for Jared Judy. I don't think that's something Ballard would do. Maybe, maybe if like Ballard took a flyer and was able to get him for a sixth or something, maybe he would do that, but I I don't think he would. Um, I, I would love to see Ballard try and trade. For a cornerback, I would love to see that, get a veteran presence in there, like uh, someone like Gilmore before, you know. Um, but I, I, I would I would like to see that. Whether or not he does that, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know who's out there right now. I have to do some more research and see, you know, which guys would be the dudes But uh, for cornerback. But I, I think right now we're just going to roll with what we got. I have a feeling that's how Ballard's going to play it. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people want to call for Ballard's head uh, for doing that and not having depth at uh, corner, that's that, that's a valid concern. There there is no depth at corner. We're we're hurting there big time. Um, you know when we've got Baker Jr. out there playing as a starting corner, there's you know there, there's definitely issues with that depth. Um, so so I think Ballard needs to answer for that a little bit. But I, I think he's done a pretty good job of building the rest of the roster. I mean we've got a solid team. And if you guys haven't seen that, I don't know which games you're watching, but there there's a there, there's, you know, there is a solid team there. We end up shooting ourselves in the foot with some of these, uh, with some of these turnovers and stuff with Gardner. I mean, he's had eight turnovers in the last two games. So, you know, that's it's hard to win a game when you're doing that. But the rest of the roster, man, it's pretty solid. These these dudes are these Colts are playing. So I, I like it. I think it's uh, I I think it's been you know it's been fun to watch this year. I really wish AR could have stuck around. But all right, so. The last part of this, what I want to do, I'm, I, I want to call this just Twitter takes, I guess. Um, I'm just going on Twitter. I'm searching Colts and I'm looking at the takes people have made because I've, I've been reading Twitter all day. And some of these takes are, you know, some of these takes are hot garbage. Some of them are decent, but, you know, I, most of them right now are about the officiating. And uh, everybody, like Andrew Moore right now, saying, you know, no matter how you look at it, uh, at NFL officiating, hosed the Colts yesterday, right? So uh, even Pat McAfee, Colts got screwed. Um, everybody's talking about how, you know, we got screwed and that, patch was, that pass was uncatchable. So so those are some pretty good Twitter takes. I mean, you got EJ Speed and Zaire. I, I appreciate Zaire saying, you know, uh, it was a tough loss today, but we uh, persevere, you know, and they appreciate Colts Nation holding down the, the stadium sounded super loud from the TV. I'll put it that way uh I wish I could have been there cuz there's nothing better than being in Lucas Oil watching a game. Um it sounded loud. And uh and you know even EJ Speed EJ Speed on Twitter saying that you know that was wild. But let's move on to next week against the Saints. And that that's their mentality. They got to move on to the Saints. So uh some of uh some of them, you know, we some of these takes like I think it's Stephen Holder. Stephen Holder basically just came out and said, "Hey, uh yeah, I'm a reporter, I'm not a fan." Like I hate seeing that from guys that cover the Colts. Like, I want you to be a fan too, but I get I, I get where he's coming from. I just hate watching his takes. Oh, <laughs> poor poor Logan, old Scotty Colt uh, with uh, on Twitter. Poor guy. I think every time he's been to Lucas Oil for a game, the Colts lose, and uh, he continued that streak today. So uh, I feel bad for him. So hopefully you get there for a dub, man. <laughs> but yeah, so uh the the takes have been pretty hot so um but yeah so that's about it man moving on to the saints next week i think uh i I think we've got a really good chance to win that game and i i I think there's a chance the colts might come out come out a little angry and there's a possibility we blow that game out i i I don't know i would like to see that maybe that's the homer inside of me but i i I think we come out and if we do what we did today against the browns against the saints then i think it's going to be uh, I, I think the saints are going to be, you know, looking like we looked against Jacksonville two weeks ago. So, um, so anyways, so thanks guys for listening to my podcast. Uh, the first time I've done this, you know, if you guys have tips or tricks for me, I'd appreciate it. I'm still working on kind of format, you know, working through how I'm going to do it and how often I'm going to post. I'm gonna try to post at least once a week, if not more, uh, cause I have boards sitting here in my hotel room. So uh, but if you guys have any, you know, uh, any tips or tricks or, you know, hey, here's get get better by doing, you know, talking about this. You said this too much, wh- whatever. Please let me know. I'm open to feedback and criticism. Uh, and I know, you know, the Internet is always unrelenting once you put yourself out there. So is what it is. But I appreciate you guys listening. And then, uh, you know, that's it for the blue and white huddle this week. We'll catch you guys uh, next week. Thanks. Bye.